attempt to blow up Disney World had been miraculously thwarted, and the children and families lived to see another day. But Shane couldn't shake it off. After 9-11, nothing seemed right in the world. The religious fanatics in the Middle East were bringing their bombers and prejudice to his turf, threatening the core of American civilization. He refused to sit by and do nothing. The following week, he joined the army, eager to take the fight to Iraq. Major sniffed the air, straining against his restraints, but Shane yanked him in. Discipline could be learned. It could save lives. Whoa, take it easy, little guy. Remember the rules. Walk, don't run. After a few more tugs, the pup trotted along beside him. Major held his head high, his mouth slightly open, his nostrils twitching as he took in his new surroundings. He wagged his tail and seemed to have a perpetual sappy smile on his face. Too friendly, the trainer said, and gave the dog a month to shape up or be shipped out. Shane, as a volunteer for the Wounded Warrior Project, had offered to take the dog for a couple of weeks to see if he could teach him the importance of service. Now, I'm going to unleash you for a minute. He stooped over and looked the dog in the eye. This is your big chance here, so don't blow it. He patted the dog on the head and unhooked the leash. Remember who you are, a military dog enlisted to give service. Now make me proud. Major gave Shane's bionic hand a lick and then trotted along beside him. Shane wiped his eye limb on his t-shirt and noticed a few curious stares. He was used to it now and almost proud of the realistic appendage, but it made other people uncomfortable. The mechanical hand, with its lifelike fingers controlled by electrical signals, was highly functional, unlike the old C-shaped pinchers, and he'd had one of those too. He knew he was damn lucky to get an eye limb, courtesy of the military, and not because he was a war hero either. Let other people call him that. He knew the truth, and had to live with it too. He'd been a medic in Iraq, and on his first mission, he'd been captured and tortured by the Iraqi forces. After six months of daily beatings and being forced to patch up their wounded, Navy SEALs had miraculously crept into the enemy camp and released him. He'd spent many months in hospitals and rehab and had been given several prosthetics. Yet miserable son of a bitch that he was, he'd not been in an appreciative mood. Nothing could fix what ailed him or take away his deepening despair. Tormented over losing his limb, worried about his future, or what he considered his lack of one. He hadn't wanted to live anymore. If it weren't for his best buddy, Brent, and his family connections, Shane'd still be a bitter, broken-down vet, drinking himself into a slow death and living off the streets. They'd guided him toward the Wounded Warrior Project, where, after a few ups and downs, he'd cleaned up his act, found something to believe in again. Come on, Major, let's finish up. You're doing great, and I've got to get to work. Major sat then and growled a warning. Shane looked up just in time to see a young boy on a bike weaving through pedestrians right toward them.
A frantic woman rode behind, apologizing and calling for the kid to slow down. The boy noticed Shane and veered left at the same time that Major attempted to get out of the way. Shane winced as the boy, he figured the kid to be about five or six years old, flipped over the handlebar and landed chin down on the hard cement. His mother skidded to a stop, lost her balance, and toppled off her own bike. The boy howled, and Major, eager to give comfort, licked the kid's face. Shane pulled Major back and clipped the leash onto his collar. Hey there, Shane said, dropping to his knees and touching the kid's shoulder. I'm a medic. I can help. The woman, eyes flashing with anger and worry, reared up on her skinned knees. She pushed him aside. Step away from my son. I'm a doctor, and your dog was running...